Most footwear brands use cheaper synthetic materials, but when it comes to quality, Mother Nature knows best. Allbirds took that idea and ran with their iconic wool runners. Wool runners are made with premium supernatural materials that are comfy and durable, so you can run to the ends of the earth or just to the store. Plus, they're machine washable. This year, take a big step forward for Mother Nature with Allbirds Wool Runner. Discover your perfect pair today at allbirds.com. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Garden Gossip, the home and garden show, with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio's Garden uh, Gossip Show. We love gossip. And, uh, you know, we're Nancy and Lisa, the mother-daughter travel team on the Love Your Park Store and publishers of different Big Blend magazines. The new one coming up, our new magazine is going to be Garden Gossip Home and Garden Magazine. We're excited about it because so many people are gardening now. We're happy to see and hear that. And as you know, as we travel the country, uh, we pets it through trusted house sitters and we get to uh, take care of people's gardens and see them around the country. So we do get a lot of gossip, but for some really good gossip on how to get started growing your own food in your backyard, uh, we're very excited to welcome uh, Kelly Kim on the show. She is based out of Southern California. Her and her husband uh, run this amazing website with all, it's a multimedia place. You need to go. It's Kelly Kim. So C-A-L-I, Kelly Kim Garden and Home.com. Uh, if you've seen her on YouTube, she's got hundreds of thousands of subscribers on there uh, following her as she teaches everyone how to grow food and flowers in your backyard using raised beds, which is so much easier for your soil and uh, you can control it better, less pests, um, but, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes a bunny may run in there. Who knows? We'll talk about that. She is the <laughs> author of Organic Gardening for Everyone out through uh, Cool Springs Press. And her newest book is out now. It is called The First Time Gardener Raised Bed Gardening, also through Cool Springs Press. But again, it's CallieKimGardenAndHome.com. So go get it. It's very, she just really makes it easy. And um, her website it's- has great products to get you started. We, we like her. beautiful. The book is, I love the oh, book. Oh, yeah. The photos are so colorful and I want to go play in the garden now. I want to go eat. And if you follow yeah. her on Instagram and YouTube, you'll see all her nasturtiums. I just want to, she rolls I, around in the nasturtiums. She got, she got in there in the flower bed. Cool. So welcome <laughs> Kelly Kim. How are you? We'll just sit and brag you. about you for Thank half you an so hour. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much, Nancy and Lisa for having me. And I'm so glad that you get to travel around the country and see people's beautiful gardens. It's such an amazing reward to grow your own food. And you guys get to see gardens at probably all different stages in your mm-hmm. travels. Yes. So thank you so much for your kind words. And I really do love growing vegetables and then teaching people all over the world to do the same. So thanks so much love- for having me. Oh, thank you. And and this is the thing, your book's actually helping us because we do take care of people's gardens. That's part of it. You know, as, as pet sitters, you're taking care of people's homes, gardens. Pets. And um, like I know we're doing a sit in in a month or about a month. And um, the lady we're sitting for, she really knows garden. She has a garden blog, but she's putting in all her raised beds right now. And I know she's listening. Yes. <laughs> I know oh, great. Well, good timing I know. for the book to come out. Then you'll have all kinds of tips. 
I know she's listening and, and she's got raised beds in there. And I'm like, good, we got you got your book. So while she's overseas, so we don't have to bug her every five seconds, we've got your book uh, to help us guide us, guide us through this. And, you know, I love the fact that it's not just the vegetables in there, but you also talk about pollinator gardens. And I really want to stress that is so important right now, um, mm. not only for the environment and that we take care of our beneficial insects and pollinators like hummingbirds and butterflies and all those beauties. But um, is that one of the keys to being successful in the garden is having that ecosystem and building that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, a lot, what a lot of people do is they tend to plant in, in entirely separate areas for their flowers, which is great too. It makes a beautiful like edging along your yard or whatever, but I really love to also incorporate the flowers right in with the vegetables mm-hmm. because you want to bring the pollinators right in where your vegetables are. Um, not only does it provide a really beautiful, you know, habitat and environment for them, but it'll cut down on some of the predatory bugs and right. bring the pollinators in to pollinate your vegetables. So you're much more likely to grow, you know, really nice harvest when you do that. And it's just so enjoyable to see the little splashes of color. You guys mentioned with my nasturtiums, also those sunflowers, to see those splashes of color all through your garden. Because gardening is all about, you know, just relaxing, enjoying the process, your mental health as well. And so that just the color just kind of brings all to life. And the pollinators absolutely love it too. Yeah, we found when we were gardening in the desert, that marigolds really helped cut down the pests that you didn't want. They were really, really very, very beneficial to us to have. I would say you would surround your veggies with a row of marigolds and you still had butterflies and bees, but you didn't get the ones that ate your your veggies. (laughs) They they don't like the scent of the marigolds and the marigolds are so hardy. I mean, you trim off the top, Mm. they just keep on growing. So it's it's Mm. like a little real workhorse in the garden. So, yeah, yeah I love them. Oh, mm-hmm. they smell good too. I love, they're one of my favorites, you know. So I want to, you know, before we get into, you know, raised beds, I mean, because I love how you show how we can make them even using concrete blocks, which we've done. And we've even grown a square or rectangular, <laughs> whatever word, uh squash a cantaloupe by accident by using concrete blocks oh (laughs) the seed got in there and it grew and it got stuck in there and we did manage to pull it out believe it or not so we had we had a square square cantaloupe and this was in the desert everyone in the high desert outside joshua tree national park when we lived out there we had a test garden we were doing roses and we were doing all you know all of these vegetables and nobody thought you could grow them and we're like no it was about amending our soil and we managed to do it, you know, and raised beds help a lot. And um, like you're saying, growing the flowers, but what was your journey of deciding, hey, I'm going to grow my own food and then document it for and, and teach us all how to how to do it? Well, I have wanted to grow vegetables for a while. I actually grew up in a large family. We had a huge garden, grew vegetables. My mom canned mm. and froze everything. But I, as an adult, I, I didn't think I had the space. Now I know what I didn't know back then. I could have grown in a small space. But when we moved into the house we're in now, that was the first thing I wanted to do was just to dig out a corner of my yard. I wanted my family to have that homegrown tomato taste. I mean, the grocery store Mm -hmm. tomatoes, as you Mm. well know, taste like cardboard. Mm -hmm. So it was the first thing, the first Mother's Day we lived in in our house. That was all I asked for, for my kids and my husband to come outside with me and help me plant the garden. And that's exactly what we did. And that was way before we had our YouTube channel or about a year before we had our YouTube channel. And the following spring, 
Uh, my husband, Jerry, who's known as camera guy on social mm-hmm. media, is a videographer <laughs> on the side. And he was trying to make a viral video with some of his friends. And uh, they were each making a separate video. And then he said to me, what are you doing? I want to make this video. I got to beat my friends out. I want it to go viral. So I said, well, I'm out putting compost on my herbs. He goes, well, I'm going to come out and film you. Just, you know, act natural. Talk about what you're doing. So that's what I did. That was our very first video. And we cool. uploaded it to YouTube. And before we knew it, it was kind of an accident. But before we knew it, people started asking for more videos on seed starting and I didn't know a ton about gardening at the time, but I dug right in. I asked for, you know, viewers input and they would incorporate their suggestions into the videos. And I discovered that I really loved teaching about gardening Mm. and Jerry really loved videoing. So it was just kind of a match made in heaven as far as the YouTube channel goes and for our marriage too. Um, But uh, we we ended up starting (laughs) the channel and then it just started growing and then, uh, before I knew it, I had quit my part-time job I had at the time and, and did our business, which at that time we named Cali Kim Garden and Home uh, mm-hmm. full-time. So uh, I ended up working into a full-time business for us. And now we have the online store and I've written two books. So it's just grown into That's something awesome. we love to do. We love to do together. He still has his full-time job, but we'll, we'll shoot videos in the evenings and weekends. So we really, That's really awesome. enjoy doing it together. You know, and this is this is all yeah. because because you said that you've got different types of gardens listed, and one of them's a pizza garden. Now, how can you go wrong with a pizza garden? Exactly right. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely can. And the themed gardens are actually a good way for people to start. Like, you know, I always tell people start simple. You don't have to grow the whole farm of vegetables, but start simple. And then expand later. I talk about that in my first book. But Mm. start with vegetables that you really enjoy eating, whether it's a pizza Mm. garden, whether it's a small salad garden, herbs. Just start with maybe three to five vegetables or even just one vegetable and uh, get a little bit of, you know, success. Taste that first harvest. And Mm. as you ladies well know, before you know it, you're addicted and you're going to expand and just keep on growing more and more. So it's definitely a process, but start simple and expand later is kind of been my motto. You know, I, I love it because, and by the way, everyone, 10 years, they're celebrating 10 year anniversary of Cali Kim. This is awesome. Oh, cool. Uh, so congratulations yeah. on that because uh, you've got, you got, and over these years, you have so much content for us to dig into. And I love the book because it, it's kind of like, you can read the book, then go on YouTube. You know, it's, it's kind of like everything is there. This book really gets you started in it. And, um, you know, we did a, um, sit out in a, a mini farm out in North Carolina. We're going to go there for two months and take care of chickens and uh, their vegetable <laughs> gardens. And so they have one side that okay. um, was fenced in. Not It wasn't as much raised, but they did huge trellises for all these different tomatoes. And I did not know there were so many varieties of tomatoes mm. until we got there. There were the Romas and then there's green tomatoes. So like these green heirlooms and now you had to know where they were, they were ripe. But no, they do not go red. So it's like these white greeny big <laughs> fat tomatoes, you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in the south. We can have fried green tomatoes. <laughs> it's cool. But um, they right. had one side and they had um, beds like they had the wooden beds. Uh, someone had chicken mesh on them. And then but their soil was so good. And some um, 
I wouldn't say they had a tub in there, but maybe that was another place we sat too. We've been doing a lot of vegetables and you go in, you harvest, you make sure you watch for bugs. And we would like, just, if you saw a caterpillar on there, you're like, dude, you need to go the other side, you know, pull them <laughs> off kind of thing. But, it, but they had deer and, you know, chickens and chickens will get in there. So mm-hmm. the and amount of fowl. harvest, I couldn't oh. believe what she was growing. Zucchini, eggplants. I Incredible. became like, I have never been that good about eating eggplant, but because I was harvesting it, like my body wanted to just eat it right there. On the, on the well, it tastes totally <laughs> oh, different yeah. from a garden. Like, yeah. Was, tomatoes, and that's the amazing thing about raised beds is yeah. vegetables do better. Yeah. raised beds because you're filling them not not only does it give you you know a lot easier accessibility you know, it's much easier on your back and your knees mm-hmm. um but you're growing like you mentioned on a trellis you can see to harvest better but you're filling your raised beds with soil that's nutrient mm-hmm. dense so for example in my garden my natural soil is very um very clay soil and rocky uh, yeah so when you're putting a raised bed on top of your soil and you can sit a raised bed on any surface that you want cement um, grass, you know, on top of your current soil, then you're filling it with soil that you can either custom make yourself or, you know, get it like in bulk from a landscape company or something of that kind. And my book has different recipes and different things you can fill your beds with, but you're, you're like custom making your soil and it's nutrient dense. It's nice and loose and fluffy, which is a really good component of the soil. So you're creating a really natural um, environment where your plants are going to thrive. So you're going to see those big harvests, like you mentioned, with all your the tomatoes and eggplant and squash, and your garden is just going to be a lot more productive. Mm. So um, that's a huge, huge benefit. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal because from what we've done, just all the interviews over the years of nutrition and what to eat, I mean, even going to stores and to get vegetables you know, if you've got a farmer's market, that's great. Or, you know, at community ag, you know, that's great. However, when you go to a store, half of the time, if it's organic, it's all prepackaged. And and I'm sitting there thinking, how are these vegetables even breathing? You know, when I was on the farm harvesting yeah, exactly. the eggplant and tomatoes, she was like, you're not putting it in plastic. You had to lay it all out. So in some was in fridges, like peppers, she, I had to learn about letting peppers turn mm-hmm. colors and letting them dry and all these cool but it was easy stuff right it's just it's really easy I just want to tell people this is easy but it was like it was easy compared to like if you go to a store they're packaged they're sweating and if you put them in your refrigerator in that plastic you might as well say goodbye to your vegetables in like a day or two it's it's not good but the soil that these vegetables are grown on and we've done interviews even with some of the really big organic companies which we all want organic right we want to have the best food but they're even saying these bigger companies that are doing organics even because if they're really big that their soil sucks basically it's going to be even though it's organically grown the bigger the farm the worse your soil is going to be and so the nutrition of these organic vegetables is not going to be what it's like if you get it from a small organic farm or something that you grow in your backyard because mm-hmm. of the soil and the nutrients we get right. from it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the soil is so, so important. I mean, it's really going to be your biggest investment when it comes to raised bed gardening. Um, and just backing up just a little bit, um, most farms too pick their vegetables before they're ripe. Mm-hmm. And so that's why you're not getting the flavor. They have to right. pick them early in order mm-hmm. to ship them to the markets and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the soil is... 
that's really a critical component to growing. And um, it's really just all in the soil. So soil should be like living, breathing, healthy soil. Um, it should have good aeration and airflow so that the roots aren't getting like bogged down by getting like way too wet. Um, and then, it, but it also needs to have good water retention to keep the nutrients and the water right around the roots. So when mm -hmm. your roots are happy, when your soil is healthy, your roots are happy, your vegetables are naturally going to respond and, uh, you know, just be healthy, happy vegetables. And you're going to see those harvests, like you were just mentioning, all the amazingly tasty, delicious vegetables. So, yeah, yeah definitely soil is um, very, very critical. And like I mentioned uh, a little earlier in my book, um, or a little earlier, is that um, it can be the big, biggest expense, but there's definitely ways that you can do it on the cheap. And I mentioned in my book um, three or four different recipes and different ways to fill your beds, different soil recipes, that is, and different ways to fill your beds so that you can really cut down on the amount of soil that you're using and keep it really budget friendly because these days, let's face it, you know, the cost of everything is going up yeah. and we want a mm -hmm. garden to help us, you know, really cut back on our grocery bills because food is just going through the ceiling. Mm -hmm. um, and there's lots and lots of different ways that you can do this in a quick, simple, inexpensive way. And I share a lot of those in my book too. Yeah. And, uh, there's a really good benefit to gardening with children because I mean, I know as a kid, I just flatly, I'm done. I'm not eating vegetables. I'm, I'm over it. They taste bad because <laughs> my mother just served canned vegetables. And I think the worst thing ever invented on earth is canned spinach. It is disgusting. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Just take it off the shelves. You know, really. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and, and it's so much easier to grow spinach. And, and it's a whole different taste. It, you can't even equate spinach that you can put in a salad or that you can lightly saute with some garlic yourself to canned spinach. I'm sorry, people just stop it. <laughs> oh, no, I agree. It's the flavor is just, you know, you can't compare it to anything like you buy in the grocery store. And like you mentioned, kids, yeah, say they don't like vegetables, but when they grow exactly. them themselves, not only are they planting it, they're nurturing the seed, they're going mm -hmm. through the whole process. They're very proud. I mean, they're so proud when it comes to that day where you can harvest it. And then, of course, they want to eat it. So it's a real natural way to get kids to exactly. really dig in. And Lisa, even like you mentioned, like you hadn't had eggplant damage before, but when you grew it and harvested it, you want to you eat just it. Wanted it's it. a beautiful vegetable mm -hmm. and you want it. Yeah. So it's a great way to get more healthy nutrition into our kids' bodies and into our own bodies, too. And plus, yeah. it's just yeah. so darn fun to be out there in the garden, get your hands in the dirt. It yeah, is fun. fun. And get out there. I mean, it's and it's pretty, right? You're saying about that. It's like, it's just so pretty in your backyard. But the ease of the raised beds, and I want to talk about the ones that, you, you know, how to choose that, because we have had some interesting times <laughs> with that. Um, but, and I think that's something, you know, you've got to look at budget, like you're saying, the soil is the most cost, you know, that's the what's going to cost you. And you can go from seed, or you can get transplants, all that kind of stuff. But um there's something beautiful about raised beds. It creates a a way for kids to kind of almost have their own bed. And, you know, this is, I'm growing tomatoes. This is my thing. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's the pizza garden that gets mm -hmm. kids involved and it's something easy. Um, it's, but it's also a way, I mean, obviously someone has to build them for someone that may be disabled, but could you, this could be a way for people that, were gardeners at one point and love gardening or maybe have never gardened before, but it gives a way to garden. 
depending on how you do the raised beds and everything, but you could get someone to build everything for you and then be the maintainer. You know what I mean? So I look at it. Absolutely. This is something for all ages. That is really It cool. absolutely is. And raise, the beauty about raised beds is... Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. One night, one goal. Stop suicide. Register today for The Overnight and join thousands in Washington, D.C. on June 3rd as we walk 16 miles from dusk till dawn to stop suicide. Start your journey today at theovernight.org. Say you have a person that's never gardened before, which I, I do a lot with first-time gardeners. That's kind of my love. Is just think people get excited about it for the first time. Mm-hmm. But raised beds make it much easier for someone to start and much less intimidating because it's a structure that you're placing somewhere in your outdoor space. You're filling it with soil. Um, You can do a DIY bed. I have plans for how to build DIY beds in my book as well. Simple, simple designs that just about anybody can build, or you can get like a pop-up fabric bed, which is very easy to fill with soil and you've got an immediate garden, but it just makes it so much less intimidating than digging out a big section of your backyard because you can Mm -hmm. get, go from, bare ground to a food garden in like no time flat with raised beds. So uh, it just makes it really easy for people to get started. And that's what I'm all about is just getting the information out there in people's hands. So they're not intimidated and they can just dig right in and have the experience and the joy of growing their own food for themselves. There's just nothing like that feeling. It's just the best. I agree. I agree. Now getting the started of these raised beds, I, I'm sorry, but I really, really love the concrete one, the concrete blocks, because that's something <laughs> it's actually really cost effective, right? And you can get them yeah, even second hand. Yeah. And <laughs> it's something you just need to have manpower and it's good for your muscles. If you want to lift weights, this is a good way. But yeah. I, I, and you put, um, talking about cardboard earlier, here's a good way of recycling cardboard. You put it at the bottom. So why are you doing the cardboard at the bottom? Yeah. What, what's, what's the importance of that? I like to do that to smother like anything that might be underneath your raised bed. If you're, if you're setting your concrete blocks or your raised bed, whatever type of a raised bed you're building on like a grassy area or a weed area, it just kind of provides a weed barrier. Mm. And uh, you lay that down there. And over time, you know, those weeds, they're going to try and push through, but over time they're going to die. And then the cardboard eventually will decompose underneath Mm -hmm. your raised bed and just add organic matter to your soil. So it's just a, kind of a really cheap, inexpensive way to do a weed barrier. So things are, you know, crazily growing up through your, your soil and into your vegetables. Pretty simple little trick. I can Mm -hmm. save all my Amazon boxes and then, you know. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But listen, everybody's got Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, overflowing, you know, but the concrete raised beds are so nice because it doesn't require any hammers, nails, saws, any lumber. They're Mm. very inexpensive. And then you have all these little spaces because the blocks are hollow, where you can mm-hmm. put little flowers, little herbs. It just kind of adds a little whimsy touch. You could even paint them if you want to. Right. You know, stack them a couple uh, blocks high. And I've got a design for it in my book. Um, and the kids, you know, can make their own special little bed out of it and paint their names on it. So it's just kind of a fun little thing to add to your garden. and makes mm-hmm. it very, cool. very quick. And like yeah. you said, it's a good workout, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Now, you know, we've done some raised beds before and we did this one, but it was like a plasticky fabric kind of Mm -hmm. thing. And I don't think we did it in the right place. And you do fabric, but it seems like the fabric you're using is aeration. And we were living in the home had um, the backyard. It was out in the desert in Tucson and the backyard. So we thought, oh, this is cool. We could just do the raised bed in this thing. And And the raised bed is the package we were using, the product was, it's not a bad product. It just, it turned out that we didn't have enough aeration for what the sweat that was coming out of this. Well, cause it was very hot there. Bed. And I wonder about people with their yeah. backyards, you know, you have those walls, everybody has those concrete walls, you know what I mean? And so I wonder about aeration is, is there a better raised bed? I mean, is wood easier? Um, I don't know. Maybe it was just the fabric they used with this. Um, this kit that we did, mm. um, it just seemed that we got, it just, I don't know, we didn't have that much aeration in the yard. I mean, is there? Okay. Um, you definitely yeah. do need, that's one great, great thing about raised beds is that they do provide drainage for your plants. Now, I'm not familiar with the one that you're um, speaking of, but maybe it didn't no. have sufficient drainage in the bottom, no. which is pretty key because once your plants get waterlogged, um, the roots are going to rot. Um, they're just not able to take up the nutrients that they need. And you're just going to see them kind of look sickly and yellow and just really not have a lot of growth. It'd be stunning. It didn't have any so it could possibly be drainage. Nothing. Yeah. It's, yeah. It was some, absolutely critical. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's I, the beauty of raised beds is that they provide that natural drainage, even more than like an in-ground garden. Because, you know, like I mentioned, my soil is clay, which doesn't drain well. Mm-hmm. So I'm constantly having to mix things into my in-ground gardens. But the raised beds, because you're filling them with your own special soil um, or a really good soil mix, uh, they're going to drain well. Your plants are going to do well. And you'll have a lot of veggies for your table, which is why we're mm-hmm. doing this, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and you can grow flowers yeah. that you can eat, too. Because um, <laughs> you can't eat really nasturtiums. Yeah, they're so, so they're beautiful. That, that is so fun. Uh, one thing in your book I really want to bring up, and I think this is, it's funny because it's it, it, it could not be funny. You talk about finding out <laughs> about where the lines are in your garden before you start digging anything anywhere. Oh. You should call and find out. Yep. Because that could be a <laughs> really rude awakening, right? Yep. It's like, oopsie. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, if you have an older house, you could hit the switch i mean you could hit the gas oh yeah i know you don't want gas line (laughs) we definitely don't want that (laughs) yeah that's always important so you know call before you dig i mean that's a good motto to kind of live by um and then just enjoy the space that you have the thing that's great i love about raised beds is you do not have to have a huge yard i mean a lot of people think that i don't have a yard i don't have you know a big huge place to grow but you can put raised beds on a balcony a patio a deck. Um, you can customize the size to, you know, whatever space you have. So, you know, I have, a, I have several different designs in my book. Um, the ideal size really is a four by eight or a four mm-hmm. by four, four by eight, but you can customize it to whatever space you have. Um, and the reason why you only want them about four feet across is two feet is about how far, how long your arm is. So that means from either side, you can reach your vegetables to tend to them. Yeah. So if you had a huge eight by eight foot raised bed, it'd be really mm-hmm. hard to get into the middle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you wouldn't be really utilizing your space um, that well. But you can build them and customize them or purchase them, you know, if you prefer to do a, pre, um, a prefab bed to the space that you have, which makes it easy for anyone, absolutely anyone to grow on raised beds. Mm. 
Yeah, you, you've got so many designs in the book that it and you, you really stress the point of start simple, you know, do something not don't don't go for the most expensive, most elaborate thing first, do something, Absolutely. you know, cost effective and easy to start to get your you know, get your feet wet, literally, get your hands Absolutely. dirty. And listen, Kelly Kim gets out there with a the drill. And so you're empowering <laughs> women to get their tool belts, the belts on seriously, we, we shouldn't have to wait. I mean, come on, there. Don't I be scared it. of the drill. The drill is your friend. No. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know what? Uh, Jerry and I are not uh, construction people in any sense of the word, but when you get in there and just dig in there and and do it, you figure it out. And Mm -hmm. now I've gotten to the point where, you know, I'm I'm pretty decent with the drill. I'm still not an expert, but I do enjoy using the power tools at this point. 10 years ago, you know, I kind of had to get used to it, but yeah, get in there, dig in, don't be intimidated. The designs um, that I have in my book are ones that anyone can do. It might take you a little bit of time, but anyone can do it. And it's going to save you a bundle of money. And it's really fun to look at a race bed that you built and then you fill vegetables and you say, you know what? I did this. Mm. It's great. Very cool. You just feel so proud of yourself. I want to put a raised bed in the back of the car. Oh yeah, Nancy, here we go. It's okay. It's okay. I know we're always leaving, you know, you leave the pet sits that we do. We always leave people plants or something. It's always like, you know, a little lavender might go well here. You know, it's, it's, it's a thing. Oh, and, yeah. and the herbs, you know, you think about when you go to a store and you want to buy organic basil, right. Just to put on your pizza that night, look how much money yeah. it costs. And it's like, a basil crazy. plant grows like oh, a basil man. will grow crazy for you. It can take you just over. Just put it in the right place. And it oh, smells good. It, it really, I mean, it's like these things that are so expensive, you know, just doing this outside. And I think you talked about this even before we started recording as the therapy, the therapeutic qualities of growing your own food and having that, you know, we talk about meditation being good for us, right? And how many people raise your hands now, how (laughs) many of us try to meditate and every like thing comes in your brain to do list, you know, item starts going through your brain and you actually freak out more. Meditation is good in those ways, but gardening, I think is a form of meditation. It really is. And it gives you a productive activity to do. It's very rewarding. You can shut off your social media, your computers, you know, listen to podcasts if you want to or music. But more often than not, I like to just go out and hear the birds yeah. look around for any life that's the lizards crawling around. We have lots of lizards here in California. Uh, and just see what you see and listen to the na- sounds of nature and then get mm-hmm. your hands in that soil. And you just kind of feel like you've had a long day or stressful day. You just kind of feel the cares and the stress kind of melts away. And then you get mm-hmm. to wander around and pick some herbs or vegetables. And then mm-hmm. it's such a great feeling when you get to prepare a meal for your family or give some to, to family or friends or your neighbors. My neighbor has a garden too, and we're always trading back and forth vegetables. So it's really fun cool. to do that um, and cool. have that common bond. I think gardeners mm-hmm. all over the world have that common bond and they're the friendliest people ever. I'm telling you, they really are. I want everyone to have a vegetable garden in their front yard. Like I do, that would be fun. You can feed people as they drive by. It's like you know. I think you know we. we, It's 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 a cool thing. You know, um, right now spring has started, right? And um, so when it comes to what you can grow, because I know you're you're big Mm. on seeds and saving seeds, and and that's a cool thing. Uh, Getting you know the seed, Mm. seeing the whole process, and especially getting ones that you know are clean. Um, 
In other words, not pestified up, right? Um, and it's the thing, when you mm-hmm. keep it small and manageable, you can manage, you know what's going on. And every day when you have a garden like this, you go outside, what's blooming, what's going on? And mm-hmm. you're not going to have as much uh, pest issues when you're out there in it all the time. You know what I mean? It just kind of like you become part of the ecosystem of like, don't you chew that. You can have this part, but not that, you know, <laughs> but <laughs> you're right. right. But, but, um, you're checking on all the time. You have a great thing about succession planning, when, what, who goes, who's friends with who in the, you're like, you know, who, who, who can you put in the same, you know, jacuzzi <laughs> in the right. raised bed? It's like, who, who are friends and who are not? But um, right now it's spring. What if we haven't done, you know, the seedlings in winter? I mean, can we start by seeds now or, you know, does it depend on where you are in the country? What would you say to to get started for it does, people. It does depend on where you are in the country. I love starting by seed because number one, it saves a ton of money, um, which again, mm-hmm. you know, we're all interested in doing these days. Number two though, um, and I think this is such a cool thing, is there's so many more varieties uh, that you can grow when you start the seeds yourself. I mean, you're kind of limited if you go from transplants to whatever's at the garden center, but definitely right. um, still a good way to do it if you're short mm-hmm. on time. But definitely now, um, you know, it really does depend on where you live. Here in California, we're getting a lot of our warm weather vegetables out probably in March. But typically, you want to start from seed indoors to save yourself some time to grow your own transplants about six to eight weeks before your last frost date. So, you know, a lot of people that in the, in the northern areas, like you mentioned, you're in Washington, um, you know, I don't know what kind of frost they get there, but like, I know I have a friend in Idaho and his, his last frost date is not until probably the end of May. Mm-hmm. So right about now yeah. is a really good time for him to get his seed started indoors, grow them indoors in a protected environment. And then come the last frost date, he's got transplants that are ready to roll to put out in the garden. So he saved himself money, saved himself time, and also been able to grow a lot of different varieties of vegetables of different colors, different shapes and sizes. And it just makes gardening so much fun because you're nurturing that little baby plant from seed all the way to harvest. So you, you really have just such a proud, satisfying feeling from doing that. Mm-hmm. So I really encourage I, I everyone agree. to give it a try. It, it's exactly and actually you're my right. Facebook organic gardening for everyone details that whole process out of how to start from seed and then do mm-hmm. the transition to the outdoors and get them planted out. So that's yeah, a good topic it, um, or a good book if someone needs yeah, that. You make stuff look so easy, you know? Mm. Because it's just in here, step by well, step. You don't have to be overwhelmed. Yeah. You just do it step by step. And you just want to, the main thing is you take it slow, start mm-hmm. simple, step yeah. by step, and enjoy the process. We're all going to make mistakes in the garden, but there's no failures in gardening. You're having a good time. It's all part of the learning process. I yeah. love this. I'm mm-hmm. excited. Your book is going to really help us because I know, you know, so many people our gardening. And I know our listeners are going to love this um, because I know a lot of people are doing it now. They're like, you know what? Prices are going up. And, mm-hmm. and I oh, also yeah. want to say it's about keeping a lighter footprint. Look what's going on with climate change or global warming, whichever you prefer to say. Um, it's a real right. deal. And the one thing we can do is grow our food close to our home and know that it's organic and clean. And by right. having a pollinator garden, you're doing something beneficial, literally for the beneficial insects that need a, they need it. Right. And so do you, you need them and your garden needs them. And so we're also creating living spaces in our communities because the less we garden and leave things vacant and maybe uh, the soil needs redone, and this is a really easy way to do it, 
the more we have these dead zones and then butterflies and hummingbirds and all those little wonderful birds we like to hear have no place to go. So this is like creating living right. spaces across the country. So I'm just saying on, on the, you know, these tiny footprint things we think about, the more we do this, the bigger the impact. And it just really is right outside your door. Even if you're in an absolutely. apartment or a condo. And we can, absolutely. Um, apartment gardening is getting huge. There's tons of ways to garden in a small space, whether you use containers or raised beds. I just want to encourage everyone to get out there and give it a try. Start simple with something that you can maintain um, and don't get out, you know, so that way you don't get overwhelmed and can continue gardening year after year. And I always tell people to watch out because it is addicting. So before you know it, you're going to be expanding and you just might have that front yard garden that you were talking about too. <laughs> I know. See, I know. That's, I just think that would be so cool. It's like, welcome to my onion patch. Look at the flowers. They're so beautiful. <laughs> Onions and garlic and potatoes have the most beautiful flowers. You know, really. It, they it's are just, lovely. Yeah, we think about flower gardens. And the and pollinators like, love them too. I absolutely love them. The pollinators. See? Exactly. Vegetable gardens That's have right. flowers. We've got to not forget that. And they're they really, do. really pretty. So it's cool. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Kelly Kim. uh, And again, uh, her first book, Organic Gardening for Everyone. Her latest book that's out now, too, is The First Time Gardener Raised Bed Gardening. Both are out now through Cool Springs Press. And you can go to kellykimgardenandhome.com. And of course, get in on all your favorite places to buy books. And we want to thank our sponsor for today's show, which is Margo Carrera. She is an amazing nature photographer who sent us on a quest to go to as many gardens across America. And we've done a lot of botanical <laughs> gardens, pocket gardens. Um, we have done gardens in art galleries. We've been all over and we are in the process of putting all of them up on a map for you to see. Uh, so when you're traveling the country, I know road trips are back, right? Maybe not with gas prices. You might not have to go in your garden for a bit. Right. But you want to go to your local garden to get some inspiration and also talk to gardeners there. When you start growing in your backyard, you're going to want to go like, hey, what's that growing over there? You know, mm-hmm. so she she sent us on a very cool challenge. And I encourage you to go to her website, CarreraFineArtGallery.com. Real quick, Callie Kim, if you could go anywhere in the world uh, to spy somebody else's garden, whose garden would it be? <laughs> Just to like, you know, it's gossip. Mm-hmm. Get some mm. gossip. Oh, like. wow. You know, I would love to go see Charles Dowding's garden in the UK. Ooh. And Claude Dalby, I think he's in the UK as well. And I also love tropical gardens where we love to go to Hawaii and they have some amazing tropical and also vegetable gardens in Hawaii. So Ooh. I think you guys have an awesome job. You get to travel and see all these beautiful gardens. <laughs> what yeah. a joy to be able to do what you love. And that's well, what I love you know what? I do too. I'm very passionate about it. Thank you for mentioning Klaus because he's going to be on our uh, show on April 14th, everyone. So listen to Garden Gossip then. Oh, <laughs> well <great>. done. <laughs> you I'll, get be 10 points. I'll be listening. 10, 10 points for that. So thank you so much, everyone. Again, I'm going to give a shout out to your website where you can connect with the books. Uh, also, go in her garden store, too. And she's got a coloring book, too. You got a coloring know, book. That's so that. cool. We love coloring books. It's, yeah, it's kind of fun. It, it yes, is cool. Kind of fun. And I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a joy to share about raised beds. And I want to encourage everybody, now that it's spring, get out there, mm-hmm. grow yourself some veggies, and have a ton of fun along the way. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. Everyone, Callie Thanks for having Kim, me on. CallieKimGardenAndHome.com. Thanks so much. 
Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.